You're listening to Bridging Worlds True Words, a podcast which takes a look at writing and its intersections. Join migrant and Singaporean writers as they search for common ground through literature. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Bridging Worlds Through Words, a podcast series, episode 3, which is about towards a more inclusive society. I am Jenny Lin, will be hosting this session today. I am a volunteer member from the Migrant Writers of Singapore, an aspiring poet and a writer, and also a mother. Social inclusion is important for a person's dignity, security, and opportunity to lead a better life. It has been proven over and over again how important it is to support individuals to feel connected and valued within society and address any form of social inclusion people are experiencing every day. Join us together with two different individuals in different walks of life as they share their thoughts and belief as we search for common ground through literature and create a more inclusive society. So with me today is two amazing women who are sharing this discussion to me. Uh, let's welcome Sis Ayu and Miss Carissa. Hi, I'm Ayu. I'm from Indonesia. I've been working in Singapore for 16 years as domestic worker and my hobby is writer and do a crossing, do some sport and cycling and hiking around in Singapore. Yes, welcome. Nice to, to having you here today. Welcome, Carissa. Hi, Jenny. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Carissa. Uh, I like to describe myself as a serial hobbyist uh, at different points in my life. I've, you know, picked up painting and writing and knitting and woodworking and embroidery. And, you know, I just have way too many hobbies and never enough time. Um, in terms of writing, I think these days I find my, myself being more of an arts administrator than a writer. But, you know, since I work in a singlet company, um, I hope to lend that perspective today. Um, and yeah, I think through my work, yeah, I really hope to make it easier for people to get access to writing resources and workshops and create regular opportunities uh, for writers to showcase their work and also make it easier for those who are interested in certain narratives to also find out more about them. Uh, since the uh, this is the Bridging Worlds Through Words podcast and it's about, you know, bringing migrants and locals together, I think today I'm representing uh, the locals part of that equation. Uh, but I actually also hope to complicate the definition of migrant and local because uh, I've lived in Singapore for 12 years and I consider it my home, uh, although I am originally from Indonesia. So actually, uh, I'm also a migrant in some ways. Uh, and in some ways, Ayu is more local than me, too, because uh, Ayu has lived here for 16 years, you know, and I've only lived here for 12 years. So she's been here longer than me. Um, but even though we are both migrants, you know, I think I occupy that identity in a very different way uh, because, you know, I, I, I'm a PR, so, um, and there are certain ways that I'm able to navigate the system because of this. For example, it could have an impact on, you know, what kinds of jobs uh, are available. You know, I think uh, we've all seen that a lot of jobs will say like Singaporeans and PRs only, for example. Um, and yeah, while citizenship, you know, doesn't define a home, I think it definitely affects your experience of a place. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the discussion today. Yeah, great. It's so nice to hear a different uh, perspective from uh, different individuals as a migrant and a local. So thank you. So within that, I uh, asked Sis Ayu, can you share with us what diversity and inclusion means to you, especially as a writer? For me, diversity is, mean, is a respect and learn from others. 
inspire from different background, knowledge, and experience. We need to understand everyone is unique and recognize differences, idea, and background. Where it's come into writing, everyone has different idea. Yes, very well said. How about in uh, Carissa's perspective as a volunteer, also an organizer? So what is all about? Uh, yeah, I think diversity and inclusion, uh, for me, it means that uh, there's a representation of you know writers from as many different backgrounds as possible and as many different intersections as possible. Um, I think it also means that you know there isn't one single narrative that overpowers other narratives. Um, and uh, this could be done by, uh, for example, creating pockets of space uh, for you know uh, minorities or alternative ideas to to thrive and to exist. Um, I think you know, there's a power in having a space where you don't constantly have to explain yourself or where other people understand your experience, you know, without uh, you having to explain basic things, you know, um, and, and having a space where you can thrive uh, because it is made for you when the rest of, wor- of the world may not be. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think there's there's power in creating these these pockets of spaces um, and, and um empowering those pockets of spaces, I think, will uh, allow us to have a more diverse society. Um, but also that being said, you know, even within these these spaces, um, I think there should be diversity within them too, right? So for example, if you have like uh, a women's group or a women's like writing showcase or something like that, I would hope that there's also a diversity with like working class women and migrant women and brown women and queer women and trans women. Yes, it's a great to hear from your perspective, you know, as a organizer and a local in this community that you are trying to uh, include everyone around us. So for me as a writer, uh, diversity inclusion means to me is a wide range of interests, backgrounds and experiences. Uh, differences among groups of people and individuals based on our ethnicity, race, or socioeconomic status and gender, exceptionalities and language, also religion and sexual orientation, and even a geographical area where we are uh, stay or where we are now. So, with that being said, uh, as a writer or uh, for Kariza as our organizer, how you overcome your diversity and deal the differences? in our work, Sis uh, Ayu? For me, how to overcome these differences of uh, deal in society, uh, I need to learn more and build my confidence, improve myself, like uh, learning the new skill that I really know good into it, to have to solve the problem in society and uh, to myself, that is uh, open communication, for me, is uh, very uh, thing that uh, we need to do it every time. Then a uh, different environment. I can stand in the any situation that's uh, of the work environment. Yes, great. It is really important to be, you know, to confident in what you are doing and uh, open communication. For me, uh, as a, a writer, I think be just yourself. Uh, find boundaries within your own life and write with authority. Also, uh, we need to understand conflicts in each other. So we hear from other perspective from Carizas, which is an organizer, how you overcome diversity and deal with our differences in our work. 
Yeah, I think it's still something that I am learning. Uh, same with Ayu. Uh, you know, I try to be aware uh, in my work how uh, I am a gatekeeper. I think uh, in some ways, because my job involves uh, deciding literally and metaphorically who gets to speak and who doesn't. Um, and in making those decisions, uh, I'm limited by my own gaps in knowledge, right? And my own uh, blind spots. Uh, I'm, for example, I'm limited in the languages that I know. Uh, I only mainly speak English. So uh, when I'm thinking of writers, I mainly only know of English, uh, English language writers, for example. Uh, I could be limited by my tastes, you know, by uh, what I think is uh, good or what I think is, is developed, you know, or even by my own biases and assumptions and blind spots. Um, because I don't think we, we don't really live in a world where literature exists outside of social norms. Um, so, for example, if we live in a world that, you know, privileges men, for example, then you'd have to, you'd probably see more representation of male writers. And uh, then when you're trying to think of who to invite for your poetry night, you know, you probably are more likely to think of a male poet. So it takes like conscious effort to be aware of that and to um, kind of think of uh, other people outside of that. Um, yeah, I don't personally, I don't really believe in being, you know, non-judgmental and saying that like all opinions are welcome, you know, because I don't really believe that there's any institution or place or person that is truly like welcoming to every single person. Uh, and I don't see the value in trying to be because, you know, for example, if your beliefs are you know, sexist or racist, you know, like if I let someone say that uh, in something that I'm a part of, you know, and I don't try to stop it, you know, then I'm siding with it. So, yeah. And, and even if I, it's not something that I believe in it, you know, if I don't kind of stop it from happening, I think that signals to other people that I stand by this kind of opinion. Right. So I think we all kind of need to know what we will and won't stand behind. Right. Thank you so much. That's uh, very insightful, you know, as uh, in your perspective. So thank you. Uh, for Sis Ayu, do you think that writing can connect us and create a common ground? Yes, we can connect and create a new environment by writing a different idea. For example, we, when we like to write about recipe, we can connect all with all the everyone who has uh, explored or learned about food, and then I say the food doesn't mean the food for only our body, but for our mind also. We can connect the, the food for our mind, like for example, to, uh, we learn from the monk, from psychology, and whoever is good in the handling different emotional. How about you, Carissa? Yeah, I definitely agree that writing can connect us. Uh, and not only writing, you know, I, uh, I think I encourage everyone to... Uh, take it uh, a step further and also like support each other by going through to each other's readings and performances and you know going to workshops together um, and kind of having shared experiences together um, yeah I think uh, I, I definitely agree that writing can connect us um, I think maybe if I can share a personal anecdote uh, I think around the time that I started reading uh, Singlet is around the time that I started to consider Singapore as my home as well and I don't think that that was a coincidence because um, I remember when I was you know in school I would read all of these stories about you know the blonde girls from Massachusetts you know in the English summers and all of that stuff you know uh, but then when I started to read Singlet and I think um, 
most people who fall in love with singlet will probably feel similarly that you know it feels like wow you know it feels so nice to um, read a poem or read a story and uh, see yourself in it you know recognize uh, places that you know like for example like East Coast Park you know or something like that um, yeah and there's this feeling that you know your stories and your surroundings are worth writing about too um, and I think because there was something in Singlet that I could relate to, Singlet became my literature and Singapore became my home as a result. Uh, so yeah, I definitely think that uh, writing can bring us together. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, because, you know, uh, we are came from different backgrounds and uh, different places, but uh, uh, our writings definitely connect us each other. So, so being that said, uh, for you, is what is the hardest part of working in a diverse uh, environment? Um, yeah, I think one of the hardest parts about working in a diverse environment uh, is admitting that you are wrong or that you don't know something and uh, kind of normalizing being wrong, um, you know, being okay with the fact that, you know, you don't know something. Uh, so maybe to share an anecdote, you know, I heard that one of the uh, reasons that children uh, can learn languages and pick up pronunciations faster, um, it could be because they have, uh, you know, no shame about saying the word wrong. Like they'll keep practicing to say the word and eventually they'll, they'll get it right. Whereas adults, sometimes maybe we're embarrassed or we're shy if we get something wrong. So instead of practicing it until we get it right, you know, we tend to run away from it. Um, but, you know, by running away from it, it ends up that we we never really learn. Um, so uh, yeah, to share a personal story um, of my friend, let's call her A, for example. So uh, A recently learned that her friend B wanted to go uh, by he, him pronouns. And so um, to try and get used to this change, A then you know starts talking to me about uh, the other person B and, you know, telling me a lot of stories about them. And, you know, she tells me like, I'm just trying to get used to the pronouns. So can I just talk to you, uh, about him for a little bit so I can develop that muscle memory memory. Um, yeah. And this happened maybe about eight years ago, but I still remember it to this day because I really respected how, you know, she recognized that she needed to unlearn something and then found a way to practice it, uh, and, and practice it in a way that, you know, um, also didn't cause further harm or put, um, you know, other people in an uncomfortable situation. Uh, so I think, yeah, finding nonviolent ways to learn or unlearn things is uh, definitely a difficult but necessary part of being in a diverse environment. Uh, how about you, Sis Ayu, in your uh, perspective as a migrant, you know, how you would you fit yourself or you how you handle diversity around you? For me, how to hardest of part of the handle this situation, right? For me, it's very, from my experience as a domestic worker, is in Singapore, we have different standard of working environment, different situation, the higher standard cleaning, that is the, I need to handle the cooking is uh, different from us, then I have to learn more about that. And it was first time working here. Uh, so I need to work from 5 a.m. to 1, p 1 a.m. at the night. Sometimes sometime it's the late, the early is 11, but they really stingy about the food. That just make me... Uh, 
this is the new challenge I overcome. This is the hardest, but to make me stronger from that. Wow, that's uh, that's really uh, resonate me as well, you know, and I really can relate on that experience as also I'm a migrant workers and, you know, coming in an unknown country with a different people uh, as a Singapore, as a multiracial country. And uh, we are a foreigner here, uh, it's a known destination and even the food and the people, the language that they spoke is different from ours. And uh, it's so difficult for, for us to be working, you know, uh, how we fit in ourselves, even the language uh, we don't understand. So, yeah, it, it's really it's really uh, adjustment to, to work in a diverse uh, environment. And uh, But I think we need to learn it eventually because, you know, uh, we need to accept that uh, this is the world, the new world that we are into. So we need to uh, respect and practice and fit in ourselves within this kind of environment. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so, if that being said, that uh, you have suffered in this kind of uh, situation, how would you handle this kind of diversity around you? For me, I to handle diversity around me, I understand everyone have unique, then they have a uh, different style, and they their life also like a rainbow. Everyone has different color. Maybe I need to learn some red color from. My friend that is have the beautiful red, but some I need to learn a red color from the society that I need to bring to myself that is the good thing that I need to improve. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be like we are open and uh, honest, you know, communicating with, with uh, each other and uh, treat others with uh, respect. So, yeah, with that, can you share some uh, of your example or writings about diversity and inclusion? I'm writing about the meaning of word. We are writers that are the same with you. You draw the life by your own arm. I paint the wall and door, use the chart. We are hard work to serve it on the table. Look at the cloud far. They are just passed by whoever. Look at the sun, bright and shiny to whatever. The moon, dim and shadow, whoever. The star, blink and whole promise, wherever. My hand dancing to show up where we are insist. My words are touching to sleeping heart. We are big family to hold hand and make a peace. We create beautiful surround by our smile. Sometimes they cover their eyes when we see us. Sometimes they look as a stranger as is this land. I'm rambling to myself. We are insist in this universe. I'm calling my friend. We will be the first landing tolerance in diversity. The word will be meaning with the action. The sentence will be words by creation. The paragraph will be invisible by content. 
the whole page will be inspired by structure of wisdom. Wow, that's very inspiring poem and very powerful. May I know where do you get your inspiration or how uh, did you come up with this poem? This is, I just look, we are different from background, different what, uh, language, what different from that, but actually we are the same as we write our own life by Writing. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, based on what I understand from your writing is like, you know, we are a writer and in different experiences, style, languages, uh, perspective, but we all come in one as a writer and deliver our words to our uh, readers or to, you know, to, to for them to understand our subject and how they, uh, how they read it and understand in their own perspective. So, Thank you so much. Uh, do you have any poem, Carissa, to sh- share with us? Uh, yeah, sure. I can share a poem, too. Uh, this poem is called uh, Pujira Harjo, which is just my last name. Uh, and I wrote it uh, a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's kind of a time capsule as well. I used to hate my name. Teachers would glide their way down the attendance list, but stumble when they got to me. Usually they'd chuckle or crease their brows in amusement, wondering how O-E's made U sounds while D's vanished somewhere in the space between the page and the tongue. My name, like my culture, sounded ridiculous, complicated, even though their language made F's out of G-H's, while O sometimes sounds like I's, which you always put before E, except after C, unless in neighbor, nay, neither, rain, and like 300 other exceptions. You see, 500 years ago, their ancestors looked at my country and saw a challenge, saw riches unimaginable. Yesterday, their sons looked at me and saw a trophy, saw a quirky blend of East and exotic. But today, they take one look at my name, and suddenly felt very, very lazy. <laughs> yeah, I I hear it, and I can you know stop smiling because I have the same experiences when I was young. My dad uh, called me in a very very ugly name. It's like a uh, Bibi duck. Bibi is a duck in our country, and it sounds like an ugly duckling. And then uh, my you know my neighborhood or my childhood friends will tease me like you know uh, ugly duckling. So it's like my name. I don't really like it, but you know they they give it. I don't have a choice, but you know it's it already instilled with me wherever I go so yeah I, I feel like you know the link between our names and personal identity it allows uh, individuals to feel seen and respected names are very much attached to who we are as individuals and uh, also names also often link with our ethnicity and culture pronouncing names correctly shows respect and signal inclusion so with that, thank you so much for that wonderful uh, poem. So based on what you write, you know, your words, your writings, do you think your words can create an impact for us to have an inclusive society, especially in literature? Yes, for me, I can. Everyone has different ideas, so I can build the society stronger and powerful to all the world that is, we wrote uh, can inspire others. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, at the end of the day, words and language are just tools. Um, and I think, you know, they can be used 
to connect and they can be used um, for good, uh, but they can also be used for harm. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, while words can uh, definitely kind of impact, uh, make an impact to, to have a more inclusive society, um, I think it's, you know, as I talked about earlier, um, it also requires reckoning with our blind spots and our limitations, you know, which can be very vulnerable and scary. Um, so I think uh, it's not just about using words, but also using words to uh, look maybe at the things that make us uncomfortable. Yes, that, that's a great uh, point there. Yeah, exactly. For my perspective as well, uh, our words really can create uh, impact, you know, when we're writing some poems. And uh, uh, sometimes we don't understand really what we write, but, you know, our readers uh, uh, accept it in a different uh, way and, you know, understand it in their own different with uh, emotions. So we don't know sometimes we write, you know, those nonsense, but they... they from them, we take them as a, as a good words and, you know, it can inspire others, your words. You just don't know it. And uh, so sometimes they said, I don't want to write or I don't want to show my writings because I feel like it doesn't make sense or, you know, they don't understand. We don't know. That simple words, you know, can create someone's uh, life change, you know. They can change their lives uh, based on what you say. So just keep writing, I, I guess so. So... Uh, by that, how you encourage and promote diversity to the environment you're within now. Uh, example versus IU as a migrant, how do you encourage and promote you know diversity within our circle? For me, I like in- encourage uh, my friend that is if really like to write, then uh, bring them that is the platform that you need to improve yourself to to get it into the right thing because writing is we cannot handle everything in our uh, mind but into the writing your handling can be inspire others how about you carissa uh, how do you promote it as you know as our organizer or as a volunteer or as a local as in your perspective how you promote that uh, diversity around you mm. um Maybe I can answer this question by uh, telling another <laughs> small little anecdote um, kind of related to, you know, the, the poem uh, that I shared about, you know, my name and, you know, how that that kind of stuff, you know, still continues to happen where I, I do hear the whole, you know, I'm not even going to bother trying to say your last name thing. And, um, you know, there was um, an instance where, you know, this had actually happened when um, an organizer had invited me to share uh, poems at an event. Uh, and then, you know, in the... Uh, lead up to the event, you know, makes this uh, side comment. I mean, you know, they meant it, they didn't mean any harm and, you know, they just meant it as a a joke but didn't realize kind of how frustrating it was. And, you know, they said like, oh, you know, like, thanks for giving me such a difficult name to pronounce, you know. Um, Yeah, but um, I think when that happened, I was really grateful that there were also other more established poets, you know, in the scene at the time, um, you know, that when this happened, you know, they they called out the person and they kind of stood up for me when I was too scared to stand up for myself. Um, And uh, I think that really has informed how, like the type of person that I want to be in this community as well, right? Um, I think naturally I'm quite a a fearful person, um, but uh, I've been, you know, trying very intentionally to to cultivate um, a kind of, uh, toughness, I suppose, and, and um, you know, 
practicing picking up and responding to microaggressions because I think, you know, I think for some people that's something that comes quite naturally, but, you know, something for me that, you know, I've had to learn. Um, so, yeah, I want to be, you know, that person who kind of, you know, uh, uh, will not let others kind of, you know, uh, step all over them, but, you know, will also kind of listen out uh, for that happening, you know, in, in the in the spaces that, you know, I occupy or, or the, the, the uh, events and, and programs that I'm creating and, you know, making sure that I'm stepping in if I hear that happening. So uh, in this time, do you, do you still feel like awkward or funny when you uh, speak your name or somebody uh, read your name or your last name or do you accept it already? Um, I mean, I think at this point, like, uh, I don't, honestly, I think I don't really, uh, it doesn't matter much to me, like, whether or mm-hmm. not people pronounce it, you know, correctly. correctly, because, you know, if I, if, if it was in my own name, I would probably also read it and be confused, right? So yes. I completely uh, get that, get you know, that. I think it's just about, you know, putting in the effort and kind of not making fun of it, because yes. it's not really something that I chose or, you know, can yeah. change. and. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the, as you said, you know, so, so nicely that, you know, it's about, uh, showing respect. Yes. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's the same, you know, as I want to, the one, my, you know, nickname to be, uh, attached with my name, but it's already there and people already know by that name. So I think just accept it and, you know, uh, uh, let people understand why you have this kind of names or what, and, uh, just respect each other. Yeah, so there's definitely some like you know instances where it's just easier to go with it you know mm-hmm. like if somebody makes those microaggressions you know mm-hmm. if uh if you uh i guess try and fight it or you know try and um talk about it you know or bring it up uh then it just becomes a whole other thing that you have to deal with so there are definitely times where you know i just kind of let it go as well <laughs> because yeah same <laughs> uh yeah, so before we like uh, end then and wrap up this session, do you have any like, you know, message to our audience and, you know, those people who will be listening to this podcast, like, you know, what you want to uh, say about our topic? Be inspired and be a learner. We learn from everyone is different. We need accept ourselves and then we need to thank to ourselves also. Whatever we challenge we need to thank that is the. We need to accept it, because we, we can be the, whatever we are, yeah. as writer, we can inspire more people. That is our word, not only that word, but, have meaningful if you really understand what it yes. is. So keep writing, yeah. So you know you could inspire others with your words. And uh, how about you, Carissa? Um, I think if there's uh, one thing to say to the audience is that, you know, the friction is not something that is necessarily bad or that, you know, we necessarily have to uh, run away from. You know, it can also be uh, very productive uh, and very necessary. Um, I also like what actually the two of you were talking about uh, earlier before we started recording the podcast, Um, you know, how uh, about how like everyone is just here to chase their dreams, you know, and I think that, you know, being able to see that, you know, other people are just trying to, um, you know, do right by themselves and their families. And, you know, I think that kind of helps us understand each other a little bit better and see each other as, as human.
Thank you so much for uh, joining me this uh, afternoon for this session. For me, uh, without inclusion, people are more to poor mental health, loneliness and isolation, and poor self-esteem. Social inclusion enables a more positive and healthier human experiences. So the words we chose in the language we use have the power to affect the people in the world around us. Words have powers. Their meaning crystallizes perceptions that shape our beliefs, drive our behavior, and ultimately create our world. So thank you so much for joining me this afternoon for this session, and uh, have a good day. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. That brings us to the end of this episode. This has been Bridging Worlds Two Words, a podcast series presented by migrant writers of Singapore and supported by Singlet Station and the Majority Trust. Thank you, Jay Ong, for our sound design, Ayu Kandisari and Carissa Pojariharjo for featuring on this episode, Janeline Leibler for hosting, and thank you for listening. To learn more about Migrant Writers of Singapore, please visit migrantwriters.sg podcast. While you're there, we'd greatly appreciate if you can fill in a short survey. It goes a long way towards helping us create more initiatives like this.